Hello, this is Frank. And this is Bobby. And you're listening to the audio portion of our TV program, An Overcoming Life. This is a program of anointed teaching and overcoming testimonies. If you want to be blessed, then keep listening to this program once a week. Please let us know if you were inspired by the program. Our address is P.O. Box 53, Tallahassee, 32302. And our email is intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. Welcome, friends, to today's program. It is a pleasure to come into your home, and I pray that each program will be a blessing to you. Uh, Frank and Melinda and I pray for you. And if you have any kind of special requests that you would like for us to pray about, please let us know. It would be our honor to lift it up to God. Uh, Our email address is at the bottom of the screen, and we would love to hear from you. Melinda, what does God give you to share with us? Oh, boy, we're going to be talking about giant slayers today. We need to be giant slayers. Amen. Hallelujah. So, yes, I'm excited to bring this uh, word from the Lord to you today. And so we're going to get right into it. So, you know, today we uh, we don't face a physical giant like Goliath in the Bible that David had to face, but we definitely have many trials and tribulations and challenges that we face in life. All of us do. And so, you know, God wants us to be an overcomer, and He's told us that we are. There's also situations that we face that sometimes can be dangerous, you know, and uh, there's mountains to move and giants to defeat, and God wants us to be able to be successful in conquering these things. Amen? Mm-hmm. So God has made us, it says in His Word, more than conquerors. He tells us that greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. And uh, we can face these challenges today. We can, and we can be overcomers through the Word of God. So we're going to be discussing some things today from the story of David and Goliath that I pray that will be a blessing to you and will show you how that we can be successful in defeating uh, the giants. Uh, In John 16, 33, Jesus said these words, In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Well, you might say, well, Miss Melinda, how? What has he done to overcome the world? Well, he took, he died on the cross and took the keys to death, hell, and the grave. He has control uh, of, of that. Now, he took those keys from Satan. And not only that, in Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, it says, by his stripes, you were healed. So he's paid for your healing. He's also paid for your peace. He's paid for everything that you need. You know, there's a new song out right now on the Christian radio, and I just love it. It's called Jireh. And you know, he is Jehovah Jireh. And that means he's going to take care of everything that we need in life. Amen? Amen. Everything. Jehovah Jireh. He's more than enough. Amen and amen. So 2 Timothy 2.15, it says, Work hard so God can say to you, well done. Don't we want to hear that one day, Bobby? Well done. We don't want to hear, depart from me. I never knew you. Oh, no. We don't want to hear those words from the Lord. So it says, be a good workman who does not need to be ashamed when God examines your work. And it says, know what the word says and means. That is very, very important. You've got to spend time in God's word to know what it says and know what it means. So we're going to look at David and Goliath now. 
David was appointed and anointed by God to be a giant slayer and also to become king of Israel. That was his destiny. That was his call. And each of us have, God has a plan and a purpose for each one of us and, and for you. So uh, at, uh, at age 15, Samuel came and he anointed David to be king. The spirit, it says, of Jehovah came upon David. And it says when that happened, he had great power come upon him from that day onward on, on David's life. So David was faithful and he was responsible and he was diligent to his assignment even as a young teenager. And in 1 Samuel 17, verses 38 and 39, it says that Saul, I just, I'm just bringing this point out because I feel it's important. Saul wanted David to wear his armor to defeat Goliath. Okay, so sometimes people will want you to do it their way or they give you some counsel or say this and that. But, you know, David uh, tried on that armor and it, it didn't fit. It says that he couldn't even walk. So David decided he was going to uh, use what was familiar. He was going to stand by what was familiar to him and he was going to use what he knew would work. And I'm telling you today, you need to be praying and you know, you don't have to do it somebody else's way. You need to seek God for the path he has for you. Okay. And you need to stay familiar and use what you know will work. And I know this, this works. The word of God works when you work it. And so that's what I'm standing by today. Amen? And that's what you need to stand by today. Okay. The next point I want to bring out is that David used five smooth stones. Five. A shepherd's staff and a sling to face Goliath. This is what he came in front of the giant with. That's all. Okay. But it only took one smooth stone to kill the giant. Only one, but he had five. The number five represents grace in the Bible. And so by the grace of God, that stone sunk into the, it said the middle, like of his forehead, and it killed him. He fell to the ground. Now, I don't know if he was actually killed that moment, but it, it, it knocked him out. And it said later that David actually had no sword, so he ran over and he grabbed uh, Goliath's sword out of his sheath and he said it, he, he stabbed him through. And, and it said th then that it killed him. So that finished him off. But anyway, but, but it was God's grace that uh, helped David to kill him. David never allowed the presence of that giant to detract from the promise of God to him. He never allowed it. He did not let fear overtake him because of the giant that stood in front of him. And neither do we need to let fear overwhelm us when we're faced with a giant. Amen? Psalm 112.5 says, Don't be afraid of evil tidings, but trust in the Lord. You know, David stood there and Goliath was spewing words out of his mouth to David about what he was going to do with to him. He was going to kill him. He was going to cut his head off and all this stuff. But David, David just, that shield of faith, I know that it was there on David, even though he didn't actually have a shield on his body. It, it was bouncing those words of Goliath off of David. I, I know that because he had his shield of faith in the spirit on. Amen? So today, the word of the living God is our rock. The word is our rock. 
And the slingshot is our mouth. Mm. In our mouth, we need to be slinging out, praying. We need to be declaring and speaking the word of God to our giant, whatever it is. And it will be defeated if we continue to do that. Amen? Amen. The key is we need to continue to do it. And we need to continue to thank God that our giant's coming down. That's very important. We don't have to keep praying over and over. We quote the scriptures that line up with what we need to be speaking. But then we need to thank God for doing it. Because it's already done. In his book, it's, he's already taken care of it. Amen. It just might not have manifested yet. You don't see it yet, but it's done when we pray. Amen. So I believe that these five stones that David carried and had with him, he used to slay Goliath, represent five biblical principles that have been proven and tested on Goliath in the past, and they're tested and proved to destroy Goliath today. And these stones represent personal habits and behavior that David possessed by which he's able to defeat that giant. You know, we need to have certain behaviors in our life and even habits. Uh, and I'm talking about good things that we do to build our faith. Okay, so, so if we choose to use these principles, we will be successful in defeating every mountain and every giant that we face in this life. I believe that with all my heart. So we're going to look at the first stone. And, and I'm going to, uh, I've named these stones. So the first stone I named was the stone of faith and trust that David carried. David demonstrated great faith when he came in front of Goliath and he took, and he took him on. Great faith. You know, as a shepherd, David learned to protect the sheep. That was his, that's what he was led to do. I mean, his father said, you go out and you tend the sheep and you take care of them. And right. so that's what he did. Yeah. So it says in the word of God that David killed, I had already killed a lion and a bear. And I found out through my study that it wasn't just one lion and one bear. There were lions and bears that he killed. So guess what? David was exercising his spiritual muscles. Mm. He was exercising those spiritual muscles and learning to defeat those predators that were coming to kill the sheep. Mm. God was preparing him for what was coming down the road. That's why he wasn't afraid of Goliath. He wasn't afraid of him. I, I can't. It's just, it's just amazing to me. He was only 15 years old. Wow. And, and and the and the just the spirit that he had, but it's because God anointed him, and it said the power of God came on him the day that he was anointed, and it never left him. Okay, so now I want to read from First Samuel chapter seventeen, verses thirty-two through thirty-five. Well, I'm going to start with thirty-three. So David's down there. And he's telling he's telling uh, Saul, I, don't worry, don't worry about anything. I'm going to go down and take care of him. And so Saul says, don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. How can a kid like you fight a man like him? <laughs> You're only a boy. And he has been in the army since he was a boy. In other words, this giant's got much more experience than you do, kid. But David persisted. Listen to that word. He persisted. He, did, he could have just said, okay, okay, and been discouraged and just walked off and thought, okay, well, I'm, I guess I am a boy. There's nothing to me, but oh no. David persisted. 
He knew who he was. When I'm taking care of my father's sheep, he said, and a lion and a bear comes and grabs a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and take the lamb from its mouth. He don't let the devil get away with the sheep. He don't let the enemy take it. If it turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. Wow. Hallelujah, David. <laughs> he said, and I'll do it to this heathen Philistine too. Listen to the boldness of this boy. And I'm going to take him out too the same, <laughs> the same way. He said, for he has defied the armies of the living God. He's insulted God. And David was mad about it. He had that righteous indignation. And he said, the Lord who saved me, listen to the prophetic, the prophetic moving through David. The Lord who saved me from the lion, from the claws and teeth of the lion and the bear will save me from this Philistine. He's declaring what is going to happen. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. It's awesome. So Hebrews eleven six says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently and earnestly seek him. Amen. Yes. He knew his God and he knew God was going to back him up. So first Peter two, six says those who trust in the Lord will not be disappointed. All right. The second stone I named obedience. Hmm. Obedience is the first law of the gospel. Through obedience, we exercise the principle of faith. David was in the right place at the right time because he obeyed his father. His father had told him, go down to your brothers, take this food and find out how things are going down there. And he obeyed his father. If he had not obeyed his father and not gone, if he'd got off track, <laughs> and not gone there, Israel would have been uh, in siege for a lot longer time than they were. Let's look at 1 Samuel 17, verses 17 through 20. It says, One day Jesse said to David, Take this bushel of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread to your brothers. Give this cheese to their captain and see how the boys are getting along and bring us back a letter from them. Saul and the Israeli army were camped at the valley of Elah. I looked up that word. You know what Elah means? Mm -hmm. The valley of God. Hallelujah. They're in the valley with God. Glory be to God. So David left the sheep with another shepherd and took off early the next morning with his gifts. He arrived at the outskirt of the camp and just as the Israeli army was leaving for the battlefield with shouts and battle cries. So he obeyed his father. Amen. So without faith, there would be, uh, there would be no... Uh, there would be no, uh, without faith and obedience, there's, there's no faith. There's just, you, those, the two work together and faith without works is dead, but they work together. You got to be obedient to God's word for your faith to work. Hmm. And if you don't, it doesn't work. So your faith cannot grow without obedience. And what does Jesus say in his word? He says, if you love me, you'll obey me. Amen. Amen. That's the key. If you love him, you'll obey him. Okay, the third stone I named service and action. Without the service and action, the stones of faith and obedience have no power or strength. 
And when David arrived at the army with the food for his brothers, he heard Goliath issue a lot of different challenges to the soldiers that stood by. And, and you know, they were standing back. These are supposed to be men of great valor that was soldiers who were trained and knew how to fight. And they're all standing on the sidelines, afraid and shaking. And here's a little 15-year-old boy getting ready to take it on. <laughs> okay, and so look, we're going to look at 1 Samuel 17, verses 26 now through... Uh, 26 through 32. Let me find 26. Where are we? Okay. David talked to some others standing there to verify the report. What will a man get for killing the Philistine and ending his insults to Israel, he said. Who is this heathen Philistine anyway that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God? And he received the same replies before. But when David's oldest brother, Elab, heard David talking like that, he was angry. He said, what are you doing around here anyway, he demanded. What about the sheep you're supposed to be taking care of? I know what a cocky brat you are. You just want to see the battle. What have I done now, David replied. I was only asking a question. And he walked over to some others and asked them the same thing and received the same answer. They were all talking to David, you know, about it. And when he finally realized what David meant, someone told the king Saul and Saul sent for him. And that's when he went before him and said, don't worry, I'm going to take care of this Philistine. Amen? Okay, the, the fourth stone is prayer and declaration. As David went out to meet Goliath, he had a prayer in his heart. And he began to prophesy and declare what the Lord would do to Goliath. Let's look at 17 verses 42. It says, Goliath walked out towards David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt and at this nice little red-headed cheek boy. Am I a dog, he roared at David, that you come to me with a stick? And he cursed David by the names of his gods. Come over here and I'll give your flesh to the birds and wild animals, Goliath yielded. And David shouted in reply. And we're going to hear in just a minute what he replied. He says, you come to me with a sword and a spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of the armies of heaven of Israel, the very God whom you have defied. And, uh, Today the Lord will conquer you and I'll kill you and I'll cut off your head and then I'll give the dead, uh, I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and the wild animals and the whole world will know that there's a God in Israel. Oh my God, what a declaration. Amen. What a declaration. Amen. Don't we need to be declaring some things to the devil? Yes, we do. We need to speak. We need to use our slingshot, which is our mouth. Amen. So, Job twenty two twenty eight says, You shall decide and declare a thing, and it shall be established for you, and the light of God's favor will shine upon your ways. David had no fear. He ran toward the giant, and he, he didn't run away from him, and he defeated him. Amen? Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. So the fifth stone I named the gift of the Holy Ghost. Let's read mm -hmm. Samuel 16, 12 through 13. And it says... Well, let me find 12. Okay, so Jesse sent for him. He was a fine-looking boy, ruddy-faced, and with a pleasant eyes. This is when he called all the brothers, and of course David was the last one called before Samuel. And he said, this is the one. Uh, Samuel saw him, and he said, this is the one. Anoint him. So David stood there among his brothers. Don't you know they just couldn't believe it? <laughs> These brothers. Samuel took the olive oil he had brought and poured it upon David's head and the spirit of Jehovah came upon him and he gave him great power from that day onward. Amen? Hmm. He anointed him. 
with the with the power, and that's the power of the Holy Ghost. And in 1 Samuel 18, 14, it says that David behaved himself wisely in all his ways, and the Lord was with him. He was wise. Okay, verses, we're going to flip back over here to uh, chapter 17. I want to pick up with uh, verse 48. As a okay, as a, as Goliath approached David, David ran to meet him and reached into his shepherd's bag, uh, took out a stone and hurled it from his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The so the stone sank in the man's head and fe he fell to the ground. So David conquered the Philistine giant with a sling and a stone, since he had no sword. He ran over and pulled Goliath from its sheath and killed him with it. And then he cut off his head. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they turned and ran. <laughs> Woo! Glory! Then the Israelis gave a great shout of triumph and rushed out after the Philistines, chasing them as far as Gath and the gates of Ekron. And the bodies of the dead, wounded Philistines were all along the road. The, the road. Then the Israeli army returned and they plundered and deserted the deserted Philistine camp. They took all the goodies. Amen. Yeah. All the the stuff that was left behind. They got it. Amen. What what a defeat. What a what I mean you talk about tremendous victory. A tremendous victory. Yes, a tremendous victory. It, it it's just powerful. And so uh uh in first uh Luke ten thirteen it says, Behold, I give you power to tread serpents and scorpions underfoot. And to trample all the power of the enemy. It doesn't say some power of the enemy. It says all power of the enemy. And in no case shall anything harm you. And that's God's word to you today. Amen. That is his word to you today. And so, you know, I hope that you've picked up different little points here as we've shared about these stones. Uh, in Ephesians 6, 10 through 13, it says, My brethren, we need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on that whole armor of God that you'll be able to stand against all the plans and wiles of the devil. For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and against powers and rulers of, of the dark side of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, take that whole armor of God that you'll be able to stand in the evil day. Are we in the evil day today? Yes, we are. And having done all, we keep standing. Amen? We keep standing. We keep proclaiming. We keep declaring. Amen. Amen. So, you know, we're going to face giants. There's no way around it. As long as we're living and breathing, we, we can't measure, though, those giants against ourselves. We have to measure these giants against God and who He is. Mm -hmm. right. God is bigger than any problem we're ever going to face. All we have to do is our part and let God do the rest. We have to put these giants in His hands and then work through our hands. Amen? That's what we need to do. And, you know, when we work the, the Word of God, it's going to work for us. But that's the key. If you don't work this Word, nothing's going to happen. I'm sorry to tell you, but nothing is going to happen. We have to be working the Word in our situation. And we have to keep, as I said, the, the, the Word is like a rock. It breaks the, even the most stubborn resistance pieces. We have to keep working at it until the mountain is gone and annihilated and we got the victory. Yes. Amen? Yes. 
Amen. You know, on that point, um, I think too many Christians uh, are under the impression that even though they're born again, that everything else is still in the hands of God and that whatever comes at them was, uh, you know, ordained by God and allowed or permitted or even caused by God. Mm -hmm. But there's a very short scripture where he, in so many words, says, the heavens are mine, but the earth I made for man. Yes, yes, and so that's where we're living. <laughs> so everything that goes on down here is supposed to, we have some say in the matter. Yes, yes. And as you saw, as we see in the uh, New Testament, Jesus even acknowledged that Satan was the god of this world system now. Yes, yes. Ever since the fall in yes, the garden, yes. Satan has been in charge yes. down here. It said he's the God of this world. This world system, yes, exactly. Amen. But the Lord still made the earth for man. Yes, he did. And when Jesus came back, he re reacquired, if you will, or or acquired for us the original. He redeemed it. He, right, redeemed, he redeemed it. it. He, he redeemed that original set of plans, uh, the original uh, what God had in mind to start with. But it's on an individual basis. Each person has to do that for themselves. In other words, they have to each receive one of us, it. Right, receive what is, it. What you have done. to be born again. But yes. when you're born again, then now you now have that authority. You do. At least over your own body, your own family, yes. your own area where you live. Exactly. And, the, and, and this is how in we, the United States of America where well, we live. Yeah. Amen. Exactly. <laughs> yes, amen. Amen Stand and amen. Yes, praise God. Well, let's take some time to pray. I want to yes. pray. I want to ask if there's anybody listening to me today and you're not born again. If you're not born again, you need to ask the Lord, come to Him and surrender your life to Him and, and ask Him to forgive you of your sins and come into your heart. Just say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I want to live for you from this day forward. And you know what? I believe the power of God will come upon you and you will you will indeed live for him. And it says that when you do that, you're born again. You're no longer in darkness, but you need to get into God's word and learn what God likes and what God dislikes and obey, be obedient to his word. I mean, that's where we, we, we become successful in life. We become more than conquerors because of what he's done for us. Amen. And I just want to pray right now for anyone that you're going through a struggle today. You're, you're faced with all these challenges. You know, I felt today that someone feels like they just, they're, they're just no way out of your situation. But I'm telling you, God is bigger. And God will make a way for you today where there seems to be no way. He will part that Red Sea for you if you'll just keep believing and trusting Him to do it. You will mm -hmm. see His mighty hand come down to deliver you. And Father God, I take authority over all yeah. and everything that the enemy's trying to do to bring destruction. Uh, he's the one that killed, steals, and destroys. And we bind you, Satan, in the lives of, of the people listening to me right now and we believe they are set free that their situations are being turned around God you're turning situations around for good Lord you're bringing answers even today that they need Lord uh, I thank you that you're faithful to do it God we pray for those that need healing in their body that Lord you will touch them and bring healing we we curse every sickness and disease and we say come out of their bodies in Jesus name and be healed by the power of the living God today Amen. in Amen. Jesus name Amen. in Jesus name name. Absolutely. We thank you for it, Father. Yes. Thanks and those God. that are suffering even financially, that money would be loose to come into your hands. As I said earlier, Jehovah Jireh, he's more than enough. And I thank you, God, for loosing those financials. Let those angels go out and bring in what they need today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen and amen. amen. Hallelujah.
God is good. Amen, all the time. Yes, amen. That's a wonderful word. Praise God. Wonderful yes. word. We're giant yes. slayers. Amen. Yeah. Giant slayers for God. And to think that each one of those five stones. Yeah, I've never know, saw it that way before. You know, right? had that kind of meaning. Meaning. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's, that's neat. And it only took one, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he had all five in backup, didn't yeah. he? Amen. <laughs> well, our time is up, folks. We love you with the love of the Lord. This is Bobby. Melinda. And Frank. Saying, see you next week. Bye. This program was produced by the Overcomers Ministry, a nonprofit corporation. We have a team of loving, caring prayer warriors that will intercede over your request pray and email you back contact us at intercedingprayer at yahoo.com this is frank and this is bobby thank Thank you you for for listening. listening